first because they're the yeah. ones who are going to see us. Yeah, we'll pop soon enough. Yeah, they're going to see my dirty-ass table. <laughs> it's kind of like the closet of the bedroom for this section. So it's okay. Yeah, so, you know, the camera points toward the clean, organized yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. But behind the closet doors, <laughs> don't worry about not that. so much. No, you don't have to worry about that. There's nothing in there. Uh, uh, there's nothing for you. All right, yeah. cool. Hi, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. When they pop on, uh, this be a, a saved video. So how you guys doing? I like it. Yeah. So unfortunately, we caught up a little bit before we started. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's been so. Let's see. It's been six years since I worked at Best Buy. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been six years since I was hanging out with you. Correct. I was there with Joey and. Yeah. We went down to Christiana, we were back at Concord, kind of bounced around into that whole thing. But uh, when did you end up going to Target? So I'm about a year, year into Target. So yeah. year into Target, uh, 16 years with Best Buy. So that whole, after year six, you after you left for six, I was there for another, another six. Yeah, you put in a long time 16. at the big blue box. Yeah, man. for sure. The old sure. BBY. Yeah. So was there a reason you left? Did you, was it just, I'm sick of installs? Yeah, no, it was, it was real um, opportunity and then, um. At the time, I was uh, being a general manager for King of Prussia. So then they... Uh, it was about time. Too. Right, right, yeah. So you're next then, in line. You're next yeah, you're, line. Next, you're next. You're next in hey, line. you're next, right? <laughs> uh, but uh, then um, I got a, uh, had a couple of friends that went over, and they said, hey, you should take, check out Target, and got recruited, and said, hey, let's take a shot. Had it, and I did it, and it's been about a year now. doesn't seem that long, though. It's yeah. been a year. What's it like? Because, I mean, I was pretty much home theater the whole time. Right. So right. I just got to do the fun <laughs> stuff at Best Buy. Right. But... So it's a little different because uh, I run a Starbucks, I run a grocery store, I run um, then your everyday electronics, and then beauty. I don't know anything about beauty. Yeah, I'm not a pretty guy. So uh, learning that was different, but it's just thousands of people every day, different needs. Uh, and tons of freight. That's a different from Best Buy. Best Buy had two trucks. Here I have seven. <laughs> seven. So yeah. what's the inventory crew like over there? So you have... Five or six people that unload it, and everybody else in the store puts it on the shelves and makes it look good. Right. So it's just a fine-tuned machine. Just a fine-tuned machine. Yeah, so a little different than Best Buy Specialty. You know what I mean? Specialty, you specialize. Yeah. Like yourself was the king of home theater. You know what I mean? Uh, so much. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but that was about it. Yeah. Um, what was Black Friday like? Jason, I'll have to call you back, brother. <laughs> I'm going to call you back, Jason. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you did. You've done one Black Friday then. One Black Target. Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to imagine that that is chaos. So take a Best Buy Black Friday and downgrade it by seventy five percent. Really? I was in shock. Wow. I would have thought it would have been bad zombie level. No. You know, just not even a little bit. People groaning up and down aisles buying stuff that they think's on sale. Yeah. <laughs> nope. It hasn't been like it's not like that at all. Gotta I'll shift a little shit. bit so we can get both. Yeah. There we go. We're on both. Yeah. Now. There it is. Yeah. No. Not a little bit. I was. I prepared for, for crazy, and it was okay. Yeah. Was, I mean, now good. that it's open for thirty six hours right. straight, people kind of come right. and go as they please. And there's nothing really doorbusterish. The, that's true right you know what I mean it's just and everything's so this cheap. is on sale that's on sale we'll have a couple laptops but it's just a busy busy day you yeah. know what I mean <laughs> it's been weird for me because I keep thinking I'm going to go out on Black Friday I'm going to try to get those deals that I never got to get right every time it comes up I wake up and I go yeah I'm good <laughs> nope <laughs> right, right, I will pay more for someone to drive it to my house right for um, sure <clears throat> yeah because I left Best Buy and I went to AudioQuest mm -hmm. but even like now, kind of what you were saying, you know, what we just mentioned, like when the store's open for 36 hours, there's no rush to go in and get your stuff. No rush. Right. So 
like I wanted to ask you about, you know, getting some engagement and insight because I teach a class every day at eight thirty in the morning, uh-huh. every day at one. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of what I hear is, well, if I know you're going to be back tomorrow at one, right? <laughs> I'll just catch you tomorrow at one. See you tomorrow. And then right. you know, a month, month and a half goes by, and they're like, "Can you help me with this?" I'm like, "Yeah, at one." Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it can be tough because it's kind of walking that fine line of how do I offer enough support mm-hmm. without repeating myself all day and if I don't want to repeat myself all day I got to have it regimented mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of walking that fine line right so right that's always interesting for sure <laughs> for sure yeah I can I can only imagine mm-hmm. having that hey here at this time and then what you're used to is reaction yeah I'm it's used reaction. to like yeah. hey I need to get this out by five o'clock let's get it yeah. let's figure that out. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I never noticed that you had a, a scar in your eyebrow yeah. what's that from <laughs> We're doing really well. Uh, that's yeah, right. Really <laughs> Enough steps. Life. That's it's from life. Right, right. <laughs> shit happens. That's just shit. I got a couple around, but yeah, I just yeah, hide yeah. them with the beard. Right, right. Um, yeah, say what there, say what here, but again, we'll, we'll leave that for it. <laughs> so, what else is going on? You're, you know, work is 13% of your life. Yeah, so, so I mean, a lot of it, my son's in the military. So, I got my, uh, my oldest son, he went off. Uh, I was in the military, so it was cool from going through that process. And uh, I talk to him every day. Uh, me and I have a conversation every day around uh, just how he's doing and making him feel as much at home as possible. Yeah, uh, so which branch did he join? Army. Jay went to the Army, same thing. Uh, he actually was offered the same job I had, but decided, no, we're not going to do that, so he went as an HR. Oh, maybe So that way it's transferable whenever he gets out. That's you know, right. You can walk into any building right now. Everybody needs HR. Yeah, I mean, the past couple of years, you hear all those commercials in, in the middle of your Pandora. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. want to hire someone for 85 grand. You're like, right. I think you do. I think you do. You yeah. don't want an app for HR. Correct. Correct. Because <laughs> eventually you're going to have to use it and you're yeah. not going to like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then my middle, my middle child, my daughter, she's uh, she just she's 16, turned 17 this year. And uh, she's uh, going to be a junior in high school. So she wants to be a pediatrician. So... Uh, we're working through that, and then my youngest, uh, he's the the football player. So yeah. we're, we're how old is he now? Eight, eight years old. He'll be so nine this game. year. Oh yeah, but he's a he's a hitter. He likes to hit. He likes to, and he runs the ball. He's a tank. So uh, hey, yeah. Every time you see an NFL player and they're filmed from when they're like eight, they're uh-huh. playing middle linebacker and running back. Correct. That's the biggest kid on the field. Kid, yeah, you're batting clean up. Right. You're pitching. Right. 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 <laughs> you're in. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, everything I've been married like for 21 years. 21. Good stuff, man. Yeah, 21. Just all right. All right. 21. (laughs) 21. 2 1. He got it right. He didn't think about it. We didn't pause it. It was there. It was right off the top. Right. (laughs) Uh, So, what have you been doing with quarantine? Right? So, we've been locked up since March 16th or so. Right, right. Well, for me, quarantine's been business as usual. I've been to work every day. Uh, but more uh, family-oriented uh, stuff. So we're doing a lot of things, playing Uno every night almost, uh, having feet night because they're not out. You know what I mean? So What is feet night? So feet night, you just uh, get some Epsom salt. So my youngest okay. age, is using Epsom salt. Yeah, so, but <coughs> just sitting down and we have a foot massager, just doing it that way. Uh, so just something that keeps us you know, doing something together. So, yeah, and everybody's feet are wet, so they can't get up and walk correct. out. Correct. Right? You so <laughs> you're hanging out. <laughs> you hang it out. Yeah. yeah. How about yourself? That's a good um, I got. I mean, I was at home. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even come to the office because if I drove to the office, I would have had to sit here for two weeks. Right, right, and I'm right, not right. trying to do that. No. I think that there's not a whole lot here. Right. So it was all home. I mean, I'll tell you, the commute to my kitchen table is outstanding, right? Nobody's ever Correct. in my way. Right. Nobody's honking at me. No, there's no, not, not a thing. I don't have to buy coffee at Wawa. Right. So uh, it was rough for the first month. I didn't know what I was doing with my life. Mm-hmm. I'm 
ordering pizzas. I'm eating sloppy food. I'm all over the place. Mm-hmm. But uh, then I kind of got the groove of it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get those like rubber band workout things and right. hook them up to the stairs. And yeah. I'm going to stop. You know, I'm not going to crack a beer at 2.30 just because I'm home. And yeah, most of your posts had a beer in them. Yeah, in was. the beginning. Yeah, like, right, all those right, right, TikToks, right, there's right, beer right, involved. Right. <laughs> But uh, it, it just got to the point where I had to tell myself, like, you're not on vacation. Right. There's right. a global pandemic. Yeah, correct. And I was like, all right. Right, right, right. Maybe precaution isn't quite enough. Uh-huh. Maybe there needs to be a little <laughs> hint of panic in there. Right. So, you know, a lot of visiting mom, going over, going fishing in the backyard, making the runs down to see dad. But other than that, that house party uh-huh. went all over that app. That stupid chips and quack game, the the draw something game. Take advantage of it. Yeah, yeah we're playing beer pong. Sure. Um, we're just walking to the other side of the table, but it got creative. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Good. I got two nephews in Virginia, so I only get to see them digitally anyway. So when you have the socks, that's correct. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Yep. Yeah. It's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I gotta. I'm gonna order some more of those because I got the second one now. I gotta get some Grayson socks. Yeah, you gotta get some Grayson socks. <laughs> yeah. So what else, yeah. man? I mean. The, the world is kind of on fire, and there's not a whole lot of people talking. Right. And it's frustrating. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, to be honest with you, that's where uh, we're, I think that's the, the biggest drawback to everything, that people are still not talking, right? So people that are talking, they're saying some things, that's cool, uh, but there's still people drawing back from talking with what's, what's going on, uh, obviously, with the um, Mr. Floyd and all those things happening. So that is uh, the biggest thing in my store that I'm dealing with, you know, leadership-wise, because a lot of people don't understand it, so... Uh, talking about it is really what needs to happen. Um, yeah, I was. Uh, what was I watching today? It was. Uh, I think like Joe Rogan was talking about something. He brought up this video. There's a guy saying, "It's always interesting. Like you can drive past an accident, and mm-hmm. everybody just wants to look, and they're they don't even turn the radio down. Correct. Unless it's your car. Right. Or unless you happen to drive by and go, "Oh my God, it's Brian." Right. Right. Like, right it just right. becomes like a whoa. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, but I gotta go to work. Yeah. Oh my way. Um. But it. It's, I, th- I told you this in the message, right? It's weird for me because I was always the guy who was like, I got an answer. Yep. I know what we can do. Uh-huh. And I have no idea. Right. I'm just trying to be in the conversation, sure. but not, I'm the kind of, you know, when we go in here, I'm like, I'm going to write everybody's smart plans. I'm writing all the emails. I'll right. email until you all you got to do is plug and play. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I can't do that. <laughs> right. I, I don't. I'm a 34-year-old white guy from the New Jersey suburbs. For sure. The hell have I ever done? <laughs> yeah, and the funny thing is that there's a lot of people like that. So, for instance, my HR, um, she's a 20-something, I don't know, I don't know exactly, but she's a 20-something white woman out of college and all that stuff. So, um, she gave me a phone call. She said, hey, if you need to talk about anything, call me. I can't call you. Yeah. Because... Me talking to you. What's your frame to, of reference? Right, you like, have no, you don't know what it's like to be a black man in America, right? So, uh, for me, that's where I'm like, okay, um, that's the difference between. And I was talking to Mo Raglan. Shout out to Mo. Uh, we gotta get Mo in here. Yeah, yeah. Call him on Zoom or something. Yeah, he'll, 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 he'll lock in. But uh, I talked to Mo yesterday for probably about an hour and a half, and we talked about that. And where I'm at now, I don't have a point of reference. So I don't have a 16 year fallback. So Mo was my guy there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you talk about being a black man in this crisis, right? Um, People want to know. So the, I have a real good friend um, who reached out to me and said, I don't know what it's like to be a black man in America. I'm a 40-plus white woman. I was like, you're right. You don't. Uh, and, and she wanted to help understand it. She's actually the head of HR at a, at a big corporation. And she has to talk to her employees. And she doesn't understand how that conversation, how to start it. Because if I'm sitting in front of the vice president of HR, I'm a black man, 
these are the, the struggles we have, right? I can't tell said white woman without a fear of, man, am I going to put myself in a place where I'm being judged now? And I'm like, I'm not happy at work or something along those lines. So they're quiet. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. when you have an authority figure asking that question who doesn't really have the ability to relate to you, you don't want to put yourself out there. Um, yeah. So I was telling her, and kind of how we talked, I said, listen, sometimes you just got to open your ears, close your mouth, and then you'll go from there. And certain people, you have one or two that will step out of, out of uh, character, out of comfort, and say, here's what it's like to be a black person. So I sent her a bunch of uh, videos and those things, and one of her comments was, I wish I was a black man, just to feel it for a little while, which is cool, but as a black man, I can't do it for a little while. Yeah, it's you know what I'm it's yeah right. So it's the right thing to. It's isn't a TV show where it's like see what it's like to be a trash man for a right, day. Right. No, that's not <laughs> yeah. what so, this is. <laughs> conception, concept, I get it right. Concept that makes sense, right? But um, there, I wake up every day, and every day um, I walk into my building as a black man in charge of an entire building, fifty million dollar store, headed to fifty million dollar store, a uh, whole bunch of black employees, and yet I still get treated with a level of disrespect meaning the call for a manager I come up and I think me and you had an interaction we were at a Concord kind of the same what I'm going to describe uh, but uh, I go up to a guest and they're like asking me a question I answer it mm-hmm. they'll go turn around and walk and see another white female um, and this actually happened when I had to close my store I said hey, I gotta close my store and he walked away from me went up to one of my white managers and said um, hey who's in charge here and I was, I just happened to follow him. I turned around. I just was walking in front of the shut the doors. And he, I listened to him. And he said, uh, you look like you're in charge. I said it to my white uh, assistant manager. And um, she was like, well, who'd you talk to? And he said, him. And she said, well, that's my boss. Yeah. So he, this is actually his store. Um, and his, the look on his face was like, what? Like how? You know what I mean? And then he was like, and he just took his daughter and he left. Uh, but that's been my career. You know, every time I've been in charge of something. And just as a black man, there's a lot of people who, probably on the, the live or that's going to see the podcast, they're going to be able to relate to that. Where if you're in charge, if not you're, if you're not in charge, it's not a concept that you can be in charge of such a major business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it had, me, it had me thinking. So my boss came in, we sat down in my office, and me and him were talking. And I said, you know, I'm in the Philly market. Um, every year we go to Minnesota. Well, I've only been once, obviously. But we go to Minnesota and we sit in a room. And our vice president of the group talks and I'm sitting here talking to my peers I said there's a room full of people here there's one black store director and it was me mind you these stores are Philly Delaware Baltimore and everywhere in between so Delaware County and all those places right so I said to her I was like how am I the only black SD in this entire market yeah I mean how many stores are there well in, I mean just well just in my district just in this area there's 13, right? Yeah. So there's 13 in my district. And then I think total, I'm not going to fake that number. Like but 50, 60, something. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, a, a target, we're target. talking about yeah. in Baltimore, in Philly, South Philly. We're talking about Line Avenue. We're talking about everywhere. Springfield, Northeast, Springfield, Germantown. All of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> One black store director. And then we start looking at who was there. So Target's very diverse in the women's aspect. So there's a lot of women who mm-hmm. are in store director role. Um, and then there's a lot of white males in store director roles, right? Um, and I'm just talking about black males. Mm-hmm. Just and, and, and obviously this can branch out everywhere, but black males, even from the top. So my top leader in our group is uh, a brown. He's, a, he's brown, but he's not black, right? So, and, and as you go down, you don't find a black leader 
until about I think our HR our VP of HR is black, and then you go to store director. There's I think there's two of us now, maybe three, um, and this big group, right? So um, it's just that those are the things that. And, and, and I said this to uh, my boss. I said, you you can be in a room. And Mo, shout out to Mo, yesterday told me they did an exercise where, tell me the time you walked into a room and it was only you. You were the only person in that room of your background. Or, and it could be a business, restaurant, anywhere. Pre anything. Hmm. Nothing, right? Mo said, well, just five minutes ago I walked into a McDonald's. I was the only black male in there or yesterday or however, right? So we think about that concept and we think about... Um, being a black man in America is is rough, and and not on top of that, we're being killed at a at a on camera high clip, and the argument has been, and this is where the conversation people get uncomfortable is, uh, well, white people are dying from cops too, and that's right. Like, I never understood, and I I do it in stupid conversations. People are like social media doesn't work, and I'm right. like, you're doing it wrong. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Right, but it's weird to me when someone's like, well. This is how I feel. This is why I feel that way. This is what's going on. This is why, you know, this is how I got here. Sure. This is who I am. And yeah. then someone goes, yeah, but, like, over there, uh -huh. I met a guy. And you're like, okay, yeah. what? Like, how did I explain it? I was talking to a friend of mine, mm -hmm. and he said, uh, he said something like, my wife's mad at me because she said I made her upset. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I didn't make you upset. And I uh -huh. said, I think you missed the point. Correct. The point was... I'm upset. Right. The rest of it is extra. Sure. And you heard you did it. Right. But this isn't about you right about now. You. Not even a little bit. No. Right, right. So right. you need to sometimes it doesn't matter. Uh -huh. Right? If I kick over somebody's water bottle, like you did that on purpose. I'm like, no, I didn't. It doesn't change the fact there's water all over the fucking floor. Right. <laughs> right. So So it's weird to me that the 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 response to someone going, hey, can we fucking talk about this? Mm -hmm. Is a is a response that doesn't meet it head on. Nope. It's always a little. It's two different conversations <laughs> passing each other. You're like, what? Yeah. Are we, yeah. What are we, are we doing? doing? Right, right. And that's where. And I think that's where the frustration. When you talk about Black Lives Matter, right? So I see it all the time. Well, all lives matter. Yes, they do. Absolutely. But right now, it's proven that Black lives aren't mattering. Right. Mm -hmm. So Black lives matter in a thousand percent right now that should be the focus um i had uh two of my like my managers they're young um uh, white females they said i don't understand why people are looting i said and you're not supposed to right so the way i framed it up so i said let's look at perspective if your perspective we're looking at the same thing and you're on a ledge and i'm under this ledge but we're looking at the same thing you see that perspective a lot different than mm -hmm. i see this perspective so in order for you to understand where i'm coming from you have to either come down to me or I can come up to you and hear your perspective. The problem is nobody's meeting each other. What do you need to do? Dave, there's no, there is no. there's no real conversation. Right. There's, there's a bunch. There's a lot of people talking. Mm -hmm. Some should be. And some right. should not be. Right. Right. And but I can think of a few. Yeah. <laughs> we could probably of rattle yeah, off a couple yeah, of right, dozen right, without right, even right, going. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's just it's fascinating. Yeah. Right. Like, I live in a court. Mm -hmm. When one of the houses were on fire, <laughs> we're all connected. Yeah, it's all one neighborhood. Yeah, like a bunch of neighbors are outside and they're like, "Huh, <laughs> their house is on fire." Right, right, right. Glad mine's not on fire. What's for dinner, baby? Right, and you're like, "Hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, that firewall's about this big. It's coming. It. If the neighborhood's on fire, you're on fire. Right. 
Right. right? You wouldn't be like, well, I'm in the living room. Mm -hmm. So what if the stove's on fire? Right, right, right. You'd be like, well, I, I need to make sure the living room's not on fire. No, no, no. The kitchen is on, is fire. on fire. Right, but all rooms matter. But, yeah, but, <laughs> right, but yeah. I have to make sure the bedroom's not on fire. Right. No, no, no. That's not right, right now, you don't. Right now, you don't. <laughs> right. So, it, yeah, and, that, and that's, and that's, and where it gets super real, right? So where it gets super, like, intense and nobody ever wants to talk about it. And the example I gave uh, somebody I was talking to, I said, listen, you're a white man. He's like, yeah, I am. All right. So when your son gets older, what are you going to teach you? Are you going to teach him how to drive? He was like, absolutely. I'm going to teach him how to drive. We'll do lessons. We'll, we'll go out and we'll have some things. I was like, yes, absolutely. And I'm going to do the same thing. But I'm also have, I also have to teach my kids how to get pulled over. I have to teach them what they can't move. They can't argue. They can't bicker. They can't go back and forth with police because there's a – in my head, there's a chance that my son might not get back in that car or might not get out that car or might, I might not get a phone call saying he's okay. There's an opportunity. So um, an example of that, I had my youngest, uh, and I was coming from Maryland, driving home from church, and a cop pulled out behind me. And I said, okay, cool. And I, t I said, hey, there's a cop behind us. And my son, sitting in the car seat, looks back in the car. So in my head, I said, oh, my God. So it looked like he was peering, right? So the cop gets out, and he gets out with a hand on his, like his hand on his hip. Right? So in my head, I'm like, man. So I put the window and I said, hey, my son's in the back seat. You know what I mean? So he understood it wasn't somebody ducking, dodging. Yeah. But again, as a black man, I have to have that conversation. So the whole time, my hands up, I had to tell my son to keep his hands up above his chest. Uh, just and, and, and that, it it emotionally set me off a little bit, right? Uh, so I showed him, and my cousin is the chief of police um, in Norristown. So I, I have his card, and I say, listen, this is my cousin, whatever. And I was like, so I'm going to ask a question, what do I get put over for? And normally, I just want to ask questions. Mm -hmm. You pull me over, whatever it is. He said, he looked at the car and said, all right, have a good day. So there was no reason to pull me over, hmm. right? So I told my wife, I said, you don't have to deal with that ever. Mm -hmm. You'll never, and if you do, you'll talk, you'll talk crap to him. You'll say, what did you pull me over for? This is ridiculous. I don't have that luxury. But I have to teach my son not only how to drive, not only how to 10 and, 10 and 2 and look at your rearview mirrors. I also have to teach him how to get pulled over and make sure all the stuff, credentials, for the fear of death. You know, it's not the fear of being locked up. It's not the fear of being tased. It's the fear of dying at the hands of a broken taillight, maybe, or maybe they use a turn signal. Or somebody looked Somebody back. looked, right. Somebody looked back, and now all of a sudden, oh, lights on. Like, what are you pulling me? And it so happened my wife was ahead of me with my daughter, so they stopped. But, in essence, the fear of my son was like, he was he was scared to death. He was like, Dad, what was he pulling us for? What do we do? What do we do? And I'm like, nothing. He was like, Dad, Dad. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And to see that fear in his eyes. Um, and it became normal to me because I've been pulled over a thousand times for no reason. But for me to see that in him set something off in me emotionally. And this is what the yeah, I can't imagine. Right? I mean, you, your kid's in the car. Correct. I mean, correct. I mean, every time I get pulled over, honestly, my thought is, I'm going to get a fucking ticket. Right. How do I talk my way out of this one? Or, or how can, and 100%, I can never, when I get pulled over, right, and I have my license is right, my insurance is right. My tags are right. Everything is perfect, but in my head, I'm like, okay, where? How's this gonna go? Yeah. How's this gonna go? When I got pulled over by myself, I put my hands out the window. I should never have to do that. No, but you gotta play that anxiety game where you're going down all the different. Well, what if takes? What if I said? What? Right. What if? What if? What? Right. And it doesn't matter about footage. So body cams, it don't matter, right? Mm -hmm. So we're talking about individuals saying they can't breathe. Individuals saying they can't breathe, and I don't care. If you look at that video, eight minutes he was on his neck. I, 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 had, I had to stop watching it. Right. I, yeah, I can't watch it. it in one shot. Right. I, I had to can't. Stop. <laughs> I gotta like pause and walk away for eight but minutes. I mean, eight minutes. Get murdered on camera. On if for eight 
it's it's insane, man. And um, if it wasn't on camera, then what? What if it wasn't on camera? Well, that's the that's right. the weird thing. Like, it's another weird one for me because people go like, "Well, there's only been," and you go, "Well, hold on a second, right?" <laughs> what do you mean? You, you just saw me eat a cookie. Mm -hmm. You don't know how many cookies I ate when you left. Correct. <laughs> you have no yeah, idea. Like, like right. it, it's it, it's a weird game to play because it, it's and they they do it, they did it with women too with the mm -hmm. you know the Me Too thing. It's right. Like, well, how, how many don't get reported? It's like, well, if they don't get reported, it's right. like, well, that is not what I said. Again, you're going past. Yeah. We're going past the argument right. to something else. Right. And I think I think the, the fear of that is is and I think I know as a black male the fear of it is is people don't want to say I understand what you're going through. Certain people, let me rephrase that. Certain people don't understand to say hey, I know what you're going through, because if they understand it, they don't have to raise their hand and say I'm wrong, right? Mm -hmm. So you think about uh, microaggressions, and this is a little deeper, but in Mo again Mo Ragan put me onto this. Microaggressions, people say things all the time. Like though my daughter, she has very curly hair. Oh, can I touch it? Why do you want to touch my daughter's hair? Like, yeah. what's I gonna do with anything, right? Or things like, "Hey, you articulate yourself very well. You talk white, right?" And this comes from white people. This comes from black people. Hey, you speak white. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean black people are not allowed to talk with a sense of education or those things, right? And he's also saying, like, "Oh, you made it." Like I would say, I would said this to Mo again. Um, I said, "We're we're 2020, and we're talking about firsts still for black people, right?" Mm -hmm. So. The first president, we celebrated it, people cried, people, the first black president. We're talking about store director, first store director, black in the area. Um, and if you look at where I came from, Best Buy, there's still a room full of non-black males, right? Um, because you don't, it's that head start. So uh, there's a video out where it shows they were having a race on it. You may have seen it. Yeah, I've so seen it. The, probably you know, the most powerful. If you have this, you take three right. steps forward. Because that's what people go, they go, well... I don't feel like I was pushed forward. You sure. know, you may not have been pushed forward, right. but you weren't right. pushed back. Yeah, you weren't held back either, right? And yeah. you know, the the one thing, you know, I'm a big Gary Vee guy. Uh -huh. My message in like the class is like, in 2020, you can do whatever you want. Uh -huh. And I, 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 I've stopped saying it uh -huh. <laughs> because I realized like, well, you can do whatever you want, right? But you don't know how people are going to react to it, depending on who, where, what why how they saw it through the perspective mm -hmm. right like i saw one of those perspective videos today a teacher yeah. has a kid sit with his head down like this and all the kids are behind him yeah and she sneaks a balloon under the blanket and puts okay. the blanket over him and yeah. then she pops the she rips the balloon off and pops yeah. it right and all the kids are looking because she takes the blanket off and he's got his head down so right. all they see sure is it looked like the teacher ripped off his head and popped it and they're right. freaking out right but it was it was it's a perspective thing it's like sure. no if you would have saw it from this angle right you would have got it you see something completely different yeah so and that and that's and that's truly what it is but the thing is that people and i heard it today on the radio you can wake up and you can be gay if you want to be mm -hmm. acceptable you can be trans if you want. you can change your sex religion you can't change that you woke up black no right so and because that's it's, it's not people can talk like there's there's some people out there that are saying some crazy things that are that are black they're saying Things like, well, it's not about race, right? And, and, and these are the videos that are getting shared the most. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm looking at it, and I said, well, maybe that's, maybe you were raised and you had the opportunity to have that leg up. And yet, so my daughter wants to be a pediatrician. And, and I said that earlier on purpose, right? Yeah. And I told her all the time, she's old enough to understand, you're going to have a, a hard time making it only because, and, and not to persuade her or you know have her, her mind change, like to change her mind, but I said, so you have to work harder. Because you're gonna be a black female pediatrician. If you look at that profession, 
you don't see it. You've been an owner for 16 years. We've moved around a little bit. You've never seen a black pediatrician, right? Um, so I'm trying to give her that 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 hope and those things, um, which brings me to the other point. Um, when we were out at Best Buy, they asked the question during your interviews, how do you feel about diversity? It's a very simple answer for me. It's hope. When I was when I got promoted uh, to the King of Prussia general manager for, um, because the, that general manager had to go out, so I filled in for him. Um, I was going to stores and training, and I was getting hugs from black um, employees. And I was like, well, why are you hugging? Like, they said, can I hug you? And I'm like, well, for what? And they're like, I've never thought I would see a black general manager for Best Buy. And it really dawned on me that it wasn't about me at that time. It was about what I represent and what they see. And now it gave hope. So you think about hope. When you look at, there's people around who got promoted to the general manager, right? It, they, they, there was no doubt in their mind that they could do that mm-hmm. because there was people like them ahead of them, mentors and those things. It's, I, it's only about doing the job. Exactly right. For me, until Mo Raglan got promoted, I keep saying his name a lot, uh, but uh, before Mo, until Mo Raglan got promoted, I didn't think it was possible. My ceiling was assistant manager. And I think I did a, a hell of a job being the manager, right? For Best Buy, whether it was Conquer Plate, Christiana, um, Springfield, wherever I was at, I think it helped Everybody <laughs> on here has seen the post where you're like, right. shout out to my Best Buy people, right. and there's 170 comments right, in a half hour. Sure. Right, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and so I think, and then from there, so I'm like, okay, I did this well, so why? What, what about it kept me from being promoted? Now, there's things I had to look in the mirror and fix, but at the end of the day, there was nobody above me that gave me hope that I could do that job, mm-hmm. that I could be that, right? Mo got promoted, but then once he got promoted, he had to move all the way to D.C. to get a job. And I'm like, hmm, we're in Philly. Why? Why isn't there an opportunity for him to be a general manager here? So then it kind of it kind of squandered my hopes of being a general manager. I said, you know what? I'm just gonna be an operations manager for the rest of my life. Uh, then when he came back, it reignited some some inspiration in me to go do it. Right. So I started applying for him. Applying for him. I kept getting turned around. Some of them were uh, things that I know I could have done better. Maybe I could have interviewed a little bit better. Maybe this. Maybe that. But at the end of the day, there was nobody that. I saw that said I can go do this job. You know what I mean? Um, so I had to kind of do a little more. Um, I had to go do a temporary job, temporary GM job to prove I can do the job where I'm watching people get promoted ahead of me that never had to do that, right? So, uh, and then we had to do things like um, when we had different meetings for people of color. And then we had the, the wolf and then we had the Ben, and we had all these things that we have to do just to create a network. Whereas a Tommy Leonard, not you in particular, but white male goes in and you're automatically connected because there's somebody who does the job that looks like you, right? So from a, for me, from an inspiration, from a hope, if there's no hope that I can do this job, then I can't really put my, for, my foot forward to say it's possible, right? So President Obama, was he, he, he got elected as president. A million people gained hope. I can be the president. You know what I mean? That conversation was never had. Um, I made a post before that said, I could be anything in America except black. Right? So I could be a president because President Obama was. Uh, I can run for Congress. I can do all these things. But the one thing I can't be is black in America. Right? So um, some people in boxing was like, well, what did you mean by that? And I said, well, here's exactly what I mean. Cause I meant for you to sit there <laughs> yeah, and think about what yeah. I meant by that. And actually, you messaged me, tells me. That we need to have this the message was the message was well received. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and actually, uh, Andy Hummel, who follows me, um, it was funny. Uh, we were at Christiana. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Conquer Pike, and I was upset about my pay. I wasn't. I felt like I wasn't getting paid enough, right? And me and I had a conversation. I spoke to him about this already, uh, not on a racial level, but just on a 
fairness level. And we were walking. And he said to me, uh, I said, man, I'm not getting paid enough. It's ridiculous. There's five managers here. I know I'm the lowest paid. Da, da, da. And he said, well, we've been doing this for a little while. Do you think you should be getting paid as much as me uh, or us? Or so to speak? Should you, do you think I've been doing this longer, so you should get paid as much as me? And at the time, I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. Tenure and all this other stuff. But then I thought about it. But we do the same job. Mm-hmm. I'm not held less responsible because you've been doing it longer. So in my head, I'm like, yes, I should be getting paid. Yeah, is this is a teacher's union, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what are, we are we doing here? Right. So for me, it was it was it, that was a cool conversation, and it and it helped me start thinking. Um, and then I started thinking from a black man standpoint. If I was, I can't go to the table. Think about this. So walking into a room. If I walk into a room and there's people sitting on a, a board to do an interview. If you watch, and there was an experiment done for this, a black man walks in, nine times out of ten, his head is down. Like, he's not making eye contact. He's not confident. Uh, especially if you walk in a room as just white males or a white female or however the case may be. You already, you're already behind now, so now your confidence is a little shaken, right? And there's nobody on there that looks like you that can understand. What I did took a lot more than what my my competition has done because they're white males. So they didn't have to go through some of the things I had to go yeah. through. I mean, the worst thing anyone's ever said, and I'll be honest with you, I felt a certain way, and now I'm looking back and I'm going, what the fuck was wrong with me? They were right, like, right. what makes you think you're qualified to do this job? You're, right. you're what? You've, you've never sold a house. Right. You don't do that. Like, mm-hmm. And I remember being like, you don't fucking know me. Right, you and now I'm sitting me. back and going like, I was complaining about that thing <laughs> and I was too young. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> and the crazy thing was when I was talking to my boss on, on that same topic, I said to him, I said, uh, think about all this, and I'm not saying that every white person, every white male has walked through life and been given everything they've ever wanted. There's people who struggle. There's white, and he said to me, he's like, Brian, I was poor. I did all this stuff. I said, yes, I get all that. Now, do that black. And he was like, there's an element in the equation that you've Got never it. touched. Right. And doing it black is a completely different ball yeah. game. And if you look at just the way um, the world works, is it's, it's designed to make a black man not be as successful as a, as a white male in this in, in this aspect alone, where that head start, what I was starting to talk about, right, is if you already have a leg up, there there's years, years and years and years of non-opportunity because black men couldn't. There was segregation, right? So you talk about... Whites only, blacks only. The blacks only stuff was always bad. You couldn't own a business. You couldn't do all these things. So now, white families. So I think about where I live at. There's a hers family, right? So hers, her ships. They own hers. They are they in it. So they had an opportunity. Nobody from my um, ancestry.com could say I had an opportunity to own hers. I decided not to. Yeah. There's no Dorsey. There was no ability for a Dorsey's chips, right? Uh, because you just weren't allowed. So and I, and I try to drive that point home is. Understand what you were allowed to do and what black people weren't allowed to do. We had to fight to go to school in a public school system. And that was one person ago. Right. Correct. It was 200 years ago. It was 400 years ago. It was this. And I go, first of all, why every time do you talk about it do you add 100 years? Right. (laughs) Every single time. (laughs) Every single time. It's been 1,600 years. Right. No. Right. The country's 250 years old. Yeah. The country. (laughs) The country. We were not this thing. (laughs) No. That long ago. Right. So, like, 400 so, so are you mad at Britain or are you mad at the United States? Because we were not, yeah, where are we? We at? weren't even states yet. Sure. Um, but I, I'm trying to think of it. I saw like a picture the other day, and it was a math problem. Uh huh. And it said it might seem like you could figure out this problem uh-huh. until I cover these three portions of the math problem. Sure. Now get me the right answer. Right. And they go, well, I can't give you the right answer. Exactly. You right. can't give me the right sure. answer because you can't see 
that yeah you see two plus yeah. two times six divided by nine <laughs> right right but there's three other elements that you can't see and you're like it's six uh-huh yeah see and you're yeah. like no no it's it's so far 31. Off. Right, right. So far off six, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I see it as six. You know, uh, okay. That's the problem you see. That's the problem, right. And I think and I think not talking about it and, and people not being able to say, hey, let me hear you first. Yeah. And then I'll form a perspective. So that's to that point, that math problem. Let me see everything first and let me tell you my perspective of this answer. Mm-hmm. Whether I'm right or wrong, I can give you a better perspective that I know it. And some people are just choosing blatantly blatantly not to even look at it because they're afraid of what's going to uncover about themselves you know what i mean and i'll tell you it it's i imagine it's about a 0.01 percent of uncomfortableness that you're trying to get me to understand Mm -hmm. where i'm like if i'm if there are people right Mm -hmm. that are anxious nervous about sitting down and having this conversation Mm -hmm. Isn't that just as much of a problem? Like, to me, that's a huge fucking problem. Without a question. Like, like, I look and go, we need to do things immediately. Yeah. But how do we get to a point where we don't have to teach anybody in this country mm-hmm. how to get pulled over? Right. We don't have to teach anybody that when you go into a store, don't have a backpack on. Mm-hmm. We don't have to teach anybody any of these things except, you know, here's how you drive your car. Yep. If you get pulled over, ask why you got pulled over. They're going to tell you. And if you don't think you did it, don't sign the ticket and go to court. Right. That, why is it, like, how do we get to a point where it's just that? And it's going to take a while. Right. And we have, you know, like I said, there's fires burning. Mm-hmm. That is, that's the after ember in my mind, right? right. That's the big smoke cloud. We're like, oh, someone's on fire earlier. Yeah. Like, no, it's probably still on fire. Right, right, right. But, you know, I, I don't know how we get there. Because, I mean, we got to take steps now. But I'll tell you, I have never been such a anti-government human being <laughs> and i don't even mean right. like left right center liberty like just, I, I i have a hard time calling myself libertarian because i'm like sure. there are all these sons of bitches mm-hmm. in the government yelling about the system that they wrote the rules for sure and they're like we can't stand for this like <laughs> go sit at your desk right. and write something down because you can't that's your job. Right. You're the you only one it. who can do it. Right. You're like, you yeah. guys go out. They're like, yo, we're out. Uh-huh. But why are you at home when everybody's out and you get to write the laws we want? Right. Right. It, are, is it unclear <laughs> what we want right now? Sure. Is it unclear? Because there's nothing getting written down on paper from mm-hmm. either side, nobody. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, I think that's for companies and corporations. Companies, right? corporations, yeah. everything. So if we talk about, so government for sure, like one, we focus on the president way too much, right? So the president has power, but eh, right? He's, it's, it's weekend at Bernie's. Right. He's, he's, he's up there. Like, that has to be fast. Right. It's distracting everybody from the conversation that needs to happen. Yeah. It's, it's a hard it's We could have a whole conversation shit. about the president. Yes. But, uh, so, uh, but for me, it's just like, think. I, I truly just want people to understand, like, police brutality is what it is, right? So, for me, I can't go all the way back. And I can from a history, you know, reading it and seeing it. But the thing that I physically watched, I watched um, Rodney King get beat on camera, right? And national television. National television. And they got exonerated, right? So, the watch rides and all these things happen, right? But for me, so, sorry, it was on camera. So, if we think about it. That wasn't too far, though. But it was long enough that we're like, okay, Rodney King, it happened, right? Yeah. Since then, we've social media has been born. Everybody has a smartphone. We're recording it, and people are still dying. We can't be in our homes, sleep, 
Without um, somebody walking into the wrong house. Killing you, right? Yeah. <laughs> we can't sell cigarettes. Okay, you maybe you should. It's against the law. I got it, but do I need to lose my life over it? Mm-hmm. We can't have a... We can't be in a car passenger side with a licensed gun, which is an American right. Yep. Unless you're black, right? And die right in front of my fiance. We can't do that. We can't get pulled over and locked up without going to jail and turning up dead. And no, but nothing's happening, right? So I think this particular thing happens. It's caused a lot. People are waking up. And let me rephrase that. They're not waking up. They're saying, oh, wow, it's a bigger movement. So we can't. I think Black Lives Matter can't stop, right? So that movement has to be a tremendous continuance, right? It's, a, it, it's, it's like an industrial strength flash, flashlight right now, sure. right? Yeah. Like, there, <laughs> a lot of people. Uh, uh, a lot of us have been hiding from jumping in. Like right. you know, it's it's like you watch an old time war movie, and it's like, oh, they're fighting over there, they're fighting over there. Mm-hmm. Go get them, guys! Right, right, right. I'm on your team. Yeah. It's like no, they're they're in your backyard. Yeah, do something. Like, yeah, what are you this doing? is in your living room. Yeah. What are you doing? It's, right. And I think, and and I don't think I know for a fact that um, every conversation that's being had. I, I was outside of my store, and I don't smoke, but some of my employees do. So they're outside. They're, and they're smoking. So I went there and we had a conversation and one of my employees said to me, like, I have a, my son who's white, um, has a friend and he was like, I don't know how I'm going to say this to you, but I'm going to say it. His friend's a little black girl. And I, and I said, well, let me just help you out a little bit. Why a little black girl, right? But mm-hmm. continue. He was like, how do I tell him how to, that he's starting to know that he's white, she's black. And he talked, he asked me about it, like, hey, why is she black? And I was like, so what did you tell him? He's like, well, I didn't know what to say. Like, I didn't know how to have that conversation. Yes, she's different. Are they, so are they still friends? Or it, it was just, it, to me, it, it opened my eyes up to say, you don't know that in that moment, you you had a racist thought. Meaning, you don't think that your child's too good for her, but you couldn't explain that she's your friend. She's from a different race. Mm-hmm. And that's that. And leave it at that. He was so uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I heard down down the way they were sitting on a bench, and there was a white male and two black gentlemen. They were talking, and the conversation was about race, and the conversation was about Trump. The con- forty five. There was conversations about that. Uh, there were just different conversations that they were having that really that tells me, okay, we're starting to have more of a conversation now. We have to change law, right? Mm-hmm. We have to. There is no. There has to be a high level of accountability for black men dying at the hands of protect and serve, mm-hmm. right? So if you're protect and serve. But yet, we're dying. There has to be a law change. And I think that's where we'll see a long-term change. Because we can riot. We can, like, every every state across, across seas, they've all been protesting, right? And I want to be very careful when I say riot and protest because they're getting clumped together. And they're not the same thing. No. <laughs> right? <it's>... So, right. <laughs> so, when you, the protests have been happening all across the world, all 50 states, first time it's ever happened. Okay, got it. Yep. yep. We're going to keep doing it, keep going. There's a two million man march coming up. There's a lot of things happening. There's white, black, and all that happening. But until we change law, until law is changed that says, hey, if you do this, it's black and white what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You don't have the option to retire or to be suspended with pay you don't have that option it doesn't exist yeah anymore. like why why are we're doing judgment calls yeah when, like didn't you put the body cam on so we yeah. can see what happened yeah right that should be it should be cut and dry and if it wasn't for first as we talk about uh the young man who was jogging and got um shot if there that happened in february the video got released and then went viral and vi- so getting up like april right so if we think about it, if that video never went viral 
it would have never nobody knows nobody knows anything so now they've been arrested and things are coming to light and no matter what this man was doing if he was looking into he walked to a construction okay god he's looking in, even if he was stealing nail guns or with each other narrative they try to push he doesn't deserve to die no. and who are you to kill him mm-hmm. you know and then they talk about the law in kentucky they talk about all these things that oh they're allowed to if they're a felony citizens arrest Man, shut up. I don't want to hear that. He died. You know what I mean? Yeah. He wasn't citizen arrest. He was no, they, dead. They call that vigilanteism. And even <laughs> Batman got arrested for that. Correct. <laughs> like, come on. About it. And, and, and that's where we have to really have a, a understanding and a listening ear. Um, and I'm actually, as a black man, I have to learn to listen to my employees. There's employees very shaken up uh, by it. So uh, I'm going to have someone at my store. And I think I told you about this. I'm going to pull my leaders in first. And I'm going to let them talk. And I want to listen to their perspective. They come from different perspectives. There's angry, young, black males. And then there's older black males who are just tired of it. There's uh, people who go to their neighborhoods in Philly and they're burnt down and they're mad about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we're talking about the symptoms. We're not talking about the reason, right? So, exactly. And how do, we, how, do we, how do we solve it? So um, conversations have to happen. And anybody listening, uh, make sure that... You guys go out and have this conversation and make it uncomfortable. I want to be uncomfortable. Like, I want a white person to tell me, I don't believe in what you're telling me. I want a white male to say, Brian, I don't understand what you're saying. Help me understand. I want somebody as far left to say, nope, it's ridiculous. If he complied, he'll be alive. I saw, I saw like, somebody did it on Facebook. Really? Yeah, so there was a protest coming through. He was a corrections officer. They reenacted George Floyd's. I did see that. Right. So, and, and, and the verbiage was, if he complied, he would be alive. And then they were like, Black Lives Matter. And the response was, uh, to no one. Right? That was the response in the video. So, okay, I want to talk to you. Yeah. I want to understand why you feel compliance is the answer to people, to cops not killing black males. Mm-hmm. And it's not, this is not a whole conversation about police. And, and, and I see Blue Lives Matter now. Well, you choose to be an officer. You're not born an officer. So, a cop, I get it's a, it's a career. So, I can say red lives matter because I work at Target, right? Yeah. Uh, but my point is is that black males are dying. So, I want, you, I want to talk to that person that thinks, no, he should have died. No, the cops were right. No, he didn't comply. He wrote a bad check. I want to hear that perspective. And I'm at an age now. Help me follow yeah. a bouncing ball yeah. from Help. I tried to... Use a bad check to now I'm dead. Dead, right? Help me, help like, me see that. Like treat, treat it like a musical. Right. I want you to take me step by step and show me how you got there. And let's get to that. Two plus two is not seven. It just right. <laughs> and it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, right? I got, there's three O's that's here missing. And meanwhile, just a month ago in Dover, Delaware, there were white males with semi-automatic weapons sitting mm-hmm. on the steps of the Capitol building, and what's forty-five say? That's their right. Their right is to be there fully armed, no mask on or how because they want to get haircuts and mm-hmm. they feel like they shouldn't be quarantined and all these things, right? And then fast forward a few weeks and someone dies, another black male, and now they're talking about protest. No, you can't protest. Mm-hmm. No, what for you said if uh, the rioting begins, the shooting begins or something like that, or when the looting begins, the shooting begins, what he said. <laughs> yeah, and that, that one was weird for me because the first time I read it, I went, what the fuck right. is that? Right, right. What does that mean? Yeah. And then I, I, it was like a snippet of something. It was like a, a multiple one. I, I remember reading it again and going, whether or not uh-huh. that's what you meant. Right. That is a stupid fucking shit. Shut up. Just sh- there comes a time to yeah. shut. St- stop right. tapping. Yeah. For, for sure. 72 hours. Don't. 
touch your fucking thing. Right. How about be? Uh, so I'm not gonna can, do this. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, be, be, a, be a president. And and for those who support him, copy. I post. I posted something. I responded to somebody's post, and I said, if you believe in 45, if you believe in, then I'm gonna consider you a racist. And I'm a, and, and and there's points to it. But this person, well, that's stupid. I have a black stepfather. I have mixed children, and I have four black friends. Oh well, check, check, yeah. check. <laughs> so you cannot be a racist. Yeah, you must be good yeah, then. You must be, but and the reason for that was because the things that he's saying are they're just despicable, right? They just make they're they're so far into racism. If you didn't put the only thing he's not saying is nigger, black people, Hispanics. He's not saying those words. But if you just it can fit right here, and then once you put it in, it says, "Oh, he's a racist," right? Because of the things that he's allowing to happen, right? You're the president of the United States. Be presidential. I just, I don't want you to be tweet. I don't want you to be a 17 year old girl or a 17 year old boy or a young. I want you to be the president of the United States and tell us what you're doing about racism. Tell us what you are doing. He I, he still hasn't come out and said black people dying is wrong. He hasn't said it yet. He actually said the BLM movement is. Um, is terroristic or whatever. And he was talking about how much the Make America Great Again group love black people. Um, and, I, and those things tell me everything I need to... It, it's, yeah. the, it's the highest version of... Well, I have a black friend. Yeah, I have a black friend. Like, right. Oh, you have a black friend. That's that's good. You count them. Right? Yes, you're good. <laughs> yeah, you you count them. Make sure you get to a limit. Is there a yeah. limit to what is this? Friend? A '90s rom com right. where it's like right, right, right. So and in my head, and that's where I think if if we can get people just to say, I have been inadvertently racist or blind to racism because I feel like everybody has a chance. Until we get to the point where people say, yes, I can be whatever I want to be. I can if I want to be the president of Target, I can get there at some point in my life, right? But what do I have to go through to get to that point? What what do I have to prove to get there? And then when and I that's get there, what people are missing, yep. I think. Yeah, because they go. You could. Yeah. Well, yeah. Of course I can. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying I don't want to have to walk through the gauntlet sure. to get there. Right. <laughs> if you guys get to walk down a hallway. Right. A wide hallway. Yeah. It's got air conditioning. And and it's got perfect lighting. lighting. Right. 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 So. And that's where. And I think that's where we don't understand. And. and if, if I listen to some of the experiences, and I've been able to live through these experiences. I mean, I'm from, like, I lived in the projects my entire life until I got older. And then I was able to say, okay, I can change this path, but how do I do it? Like, what's 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 the move, right? And even through Best Buy, I was in audio part of I even go further back. In the military. When I was in the military, there weren't a lot of black people in charge. So, again, I didn't have any aspirations to be in charge, but I got promoted pretty quickly. Um, but I thought I capped out at sergeant and then... I'm sorry, I copped out at E4. And then once I was E4, I was like, well, there's really... And then we got a platoon sergeant um, who came in, and he was black. And I was like, hmm, it's possible, right? So we think about it now full circle. I go Best Buy, I started part-time, audio, nobody black, nobody black. And I didn't think it was possible. I was like, hey, I'm going to do this part-time, I'll go find something else. But if you look at any every career, everywhere I go, I sit in a room full of white males or white females to do any promotion. So in my head, I'm like, damn, I'm behind the, the curve, so I have to be perfect. If I don't have a perfect interview, I won't get it. I've actually had conversations with people who got promoted, and they told me, Brian, I stunk at my interview. My interview was horrible. And then the next day, they were getting job offered. I had an opportunity to get a job, and my interview wasn't good. And I'll be the first. So I said, man, I, that interview was horrible. So if they don't give me a job, I understand. And then I saw the selection. 
And I was like, hmm. Right, got it, right? So, got it, right? But my <laughs> point is, I have to be perfect, right? And, and that's as a black man, you guys, I think I, everything we do comes with a sense, of, even to black people. So I had a team member um, tell me, or tell somebody else, not to me, it got to me through the chain that said, hey, we have a black director, he should be doing more for the black community, right? So we think about President Obama, it was the same way. What has he done for black people? And I'm like, that's a tough spot, because I got to prove myself to my white employees, right? My white team members. I have to prove myself to the black team members. So there's this, like, now I make it a point that I have conversations with my black team members to understand that they, so they understand they know, I know where they come from. But I can't alienate my white team members because I'm the store director. In this particular situation, I'm seeking out my black male team members to make sure they're okay. I'm talking to my black female team members to make sure they're okay. To say, hey, Let's have a conversation. Let's talk. And I can relate, right? My white leaders can't really relate to that because it's... Yeah, because I'm okay. Right, right. But I'm, I'm not okay with what's going on, but it's it's only around me. It's around me, right. So it's a different... Like you said before, it's a yeah. different experience. Yeah. It's a whole different experience. And I think uh, until until we get to a point where laws change, that I think we started talking about that, when laws change, when we get to that point, when we get to the laws change part, when we get to the... And kind of we're, we're sports guys, so let's think about this. Let's talk about the Rooney Rule, right? So the Rooney Rule that you have to interview a black person. The fact that that exists is bananas. <laughs> so <to me. laughs> now think about the Rooney Rule in the real world. Yep. Oh, as long as I interview the craziest thing, and uh, if my Best Buy uh, DMs are on here or whatever, think about it this way: like there was a came a point where we wanted a diverse interview staff as far as the panel that. Hey, we need a black person, a black person on the panel, so you can feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Right? Is it to fix? A, you know what I mean? So I think the conversation has to be to your point. When is it going to be normal, or what? What is it going to not be the exception for black things? Right? You know what yeah, I mean? It's like so, and it, it. I I don't know how often what percentages, but yeah. I feel like some people are like, well, I'm going to do that because it's the right thing to do, and you're like, but. The fact that you have to do it outside right. of these are the interview questions, yeah. seven human beings are going to come in and interview, yeah. and you're like, but it becomes a conversation like, hey, um, one of our candidates, right? and you're like, like any conversation, that's, <laughs> if you ever start talking and then you do this with your yeah. voice, you probably are about right. to say some shit you're not hey, ready to, hey, you shouldn't say. Can you come here real quick? Yeah. I got to talk to you about something, right? So, and, and that's real, man. And, and Mo, like 15 times says his name, Mo was that guy, hey, can you come on a panel? Um, just, so that way, Brian or whoever, and obviously my name was, this is an example, mm-hmm. feels comfortable in the room. Huh. Okay. Hey, Mike Trent, Rudy, um, can you sit on the panel? Because we want to show diversity, right? Just and, and think, I, where I work now, they can't even do that. They don't have panel interviews, but there are no. And so at my store, I'm, I'm a diverse. From a, I have two black assistant managers, and I have two white, three white, um, three white, two white females and one white male, and then me. So we're pretty diverse in in that sense, right? Um, but that's it. So now I, I'm going to do something kind of like to start a conversation. First, a safe zone and have my, I'm going to see if I can get the black managers and S, other SD to be on this call. Just say, hey, let's let's air out, what's the pro? Like, tell me how you feel and, and those things. And then we're going to invite 
everybody, right? And and at that point, I don't want to host it because I'm the black SD of the group. Of course, mm-hmm. he's talking about black people problems, right? Yeah. I because want I'm sure that there's a conversation having right now where it's like, <clears throat> man, I hope Brian wants to run that. Right, right. Wouldn't that be great? And you're right, like, why right. would that be great? Yeah, why? Why can't we just... Go on Zoom. Right. That's it, right? Why yeah. is there... Why and you, then yeah. a little bullet point. Right. Like, okay, all right. Fine, can you speak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and I just imagine that that's going on in a lot of places where we're scrambling because we weren't proactive to the fact... Now we're, there's a problem and we're trying to get catch up to the problem. Instead of just being proactive and say, hey, let's just have an open dialogue all the time, something in place all the time that says Black Lives Matter all the time. Mm-hmm. Let's not say just, it until we don't have to. Right. Until it's not a Black Lives Matter situation. It's more of a lives matter. And then that's where people are trying to they're trying to push that agenda, all lives matter. But they like, don't. Yeah, that's the target yeah, we're yeah, shooting yeah, for. Yeah, right. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there I still got the bow right. pulled back. Right. My arm my back hurts. Right. And, and, and it'll never get to that point, um, if you can openly say that there's an absolute problem with black males being alive in America and having the same opportunities and um driving here, there was a cop two there's a cop two cars behind me. And in my head, I said, wouldn't it be ironic that I'm going to talk about this with yes, my right guy, now. Tommy, and then uh, I get pulled over? Wouldn't that be ironic, right? But in my head, I'm thinking, now I'm watching this cop. All right, what's going on? What's happening? Um, and I'm sure there's other opinions. There's other things that people want to, and once I read the comments or however, we'll, uh, I'll address them. But um, just that thought, you know what I mean? And it drives like seeing a cop. All right, I'm going to race speed limit. Check my mirrors. I'm cool because I don't want to get pulled over because it can lead to, to something different. But mm-hmm. until we get to the point where all lives actually matter, that phrase shouldn't even exist. It, it it shouldn't even exist where we're talking about my reaction to Black Lives Matter is all lives matter. And if we talk about, I educated a few people on Black Wall Street. If you don't know about Black Wall Street, look it up and do your research. But Black Wall Street, black people had their own banks, mm-hmm. stores, had their old financial institutions, they had education, they had everything, and it was bombed. And people died, all businesses were destroyed. Now, there was an opportunity for black success. And it, it there's still no, there's, there was still no, no answer able to please. There's no, there's no it, right? Netflix documentary about it, no, there's not but now, stories in the... Yeah. yeah, now the person, so I think it's Will Smith? Is it Will Smith? I forget, somebody is doing a documentary on it. And I thought it was oh, good, but it might not be. So now they are. So now people are going to say, oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, so, and, and, and it just it just kills me. And then people that are racist, they're never going to see this side. The, the actual hardcore races, they don't want to hear it. They don't care. No, there's um, a, s- a certain percentage of the population. Right. Um, to quote my favorite comedian, some people suck. Right. Oh, well, Jim Carrey action, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> is, you know, yeah. some people you're never going to get through to. Yeah, never. And because... I think if they do, then they have to understand that. So one black people were ripped out of a rich country to bring over here, and it was slavery was an economic thing. Mm-hmm. And once slavery was abolished, they implemented a uh, you you can be free, but but if you commit a crime, you can go back. Right. So now every petty crimes became oh you got to do fifteen years or five years in jail and. While you're in jail, you're going to come farm our land. You're going to build our highways. Because they had to find an economic way to fix what... Because it was booming, picking the cotton and doing all these things. Now, you have nobody to do that because you you weren't on it. And now, we're going to put you in jail for anything. You could jaywalk. You could litter. 
oh, we're putting you in jail because that's that was that clause. Now you're in jail, now we're going to have everybody in jail. And if you think about the population back there that was in jail, 90% black. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they, and yeah. they treated like free labor. And they were and they were slaves once again, mm-hmm. just with pinstripes on, right? Yep. Um, and then That's why they call it indentured servitude. Exactly. Instead of, well, that person is incarcerated. No, you locked him in a cage and made him douched it. Right. But and, you, and you put him out there you, and, and you're right. <laughs> you were... That go work. It's like, hey, uh, here's a here's a sandwich. Right. But give me back that bread. Yeah. And then give me the turkey. Yep. And the cheese. <laughs> right, right. Right. And uh, you can keep the lettuce that's covered in mayonnaise. That's but, yours. But I, I'm gonna take the rest. Yeah. That's exactly what. But this isn't the sandwich. It's not right. Like, but I did give you a sandwich. But you did have it. Right. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, and to me, that's where education has to come in. That's where um, people don't do the research before they speak. And if they, one, as a black man, if I don't educate myself on it, there's things I just didn't know. Right. So there was things I'm like. There's a documentary out on uh, Netflix right now, and it's going to draw a blank. Uh, once I get it, I'll, I'll post it, but it goes real deep into the the incarceration rate of black males. And then uh, Biden, who's running for president, uh, the three strikes, you're out rule, right? Or I'm sorry, the uh, mandatory minimums. Mm-hmm. What it was designed to be and what it turned out to be. <laughs> Happened to be very different then. Correct. So, um, and he, he had to speak on that, um, and it turned to something. So if me and you did a crime, before, if we did the same as that crime, different locations, you might get a year, I might get 50 years. So, oh, we have to do mandatory, like, there has to be Yeah, nobody can have less than three years. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So now let's do this. So now we start arresting at a higher rate. Mm-hmm. We fill the jails more, and sorry, your mandatory minimum is... You have to do 15 years, 10 years, which is really good. Not having your seatbelt on is unsafely operating a vehicle. Correct. So we're going to sludge into this category. Correct. Yep. And we move from there. And I just think, um, I think this, these conversations, uh, and hopefully it reaches a lot of people and um, they start talking more and they're more uncomfortable to, to then to get comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is where it has to start. I think um, uh, it's not, it's not black, people, black people aren't saying, hey, hey, look at us. And just say hi to us. I think finally everybody else is going, hey, can we fucking talk about this? What's going on? So I think if that happens, we get people to start talking and we really, really make a change. And we stay united and we say, hey, as a black man, I refuse to take this anymore. I refuse to let you treat me like that. And people are saying, we also refuse to let you treat him like that. Mm -hmm. And more people are saying it. And it's not just a fad. It's not just a run. Um, It's not just something, hey, something happened. Now let's keep it going and let's support it now and it's a long-term support mm-hmm. then i think we can start making change and things can start happening and understanding our government to your point i like i've there's things i just tune out from the government at this point i'm like yeah like oh i i go back to like <clears throat> i read like the federalist paper stuff mm-hmm. like back yeah. like when they were sitting down like we need to do this because if we don't someone's going to exploit the system i'm sitting there reading like <laughs> right. Tuesday. Tuesday. Right, uh, right, isn't right. happening on Friday. Right. Um, right. But it, it's interesting. Like, I, it drives me crazy mm-hmm. that anybody asked the president to do anything ever. Not mm-hmm. this president. The president, whoever it is. If it was me. The seat, you know right? what I want to do? I want to sit back and go, oh, you don't like that shit? All right, cool. Uh, hey, Congress, get right. your ass in there. <laughs> get the people are yelling they don't like the law you wrote for them. Right. Anyway. So get your ass in there because I don't want to write an executive order. You know why? Because it's not constitutional. Right, right, right. <laughs> so and that's and that's real and that's and that's and that's what people really truly understand. But 
you can be presidential. You can be presidential. Right, you can be presidential. But I don't want you making decisions. No. We're not no. voting on your decision. No. So you shouldn't be making it. Correct. And with Nancy, the Nancy Pelosi thing, and they came out and had the, the African garb on, they took a knee and all that stuff. And a lot of people criticized that. And I get it. Like, oh, why is it? Now, they're all in this, take a knee with this uh, this garb on, right? But... Okay, at least she's at least she's understanding. She's doing something. She's doing something, right? Yeah, like um, my like uh, I saw that. And my first thought was, is that really where his family's from? Right. <laughs> or it, did she did somebody hand that to her as she's walking in for the camera op? Sure. And then I'm like, all right, you don't know the answer, so don't assume the right. negative. And it, then the next one, I said, how long? Have the people in this picture, any of the pictures, right. I don't care, left, right, center, other yeah, way, yeah, yeah. how long have you been, like, I work at a Keller Williams. Mm -hmm. I have a platform that can reach 26 people and maybe yeah. another 150. Sure, sure. But I was like, all right, I'm not doing enough or yeah. I'm not doing the right things or I don't see it yet, so I'm going to go see it. But I, 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 it's weird, like, everyone's like, hey... Uh, there's a Republican congressman who's been in there for like 46 years. There's Democrats who've been there for f 51 years, and I'm like, you you were there when this you voted on this originally. Correct. I get it was a different time, but mm -hmm. you, it's like if I have a bucket of water and you're on fire, and I'm like, man, I wish there was something I could do because I feel like you're on fire, right, and right, it, right. I feel like that would sting. You're like, just throw the Fucking water on me. Right, right. Do something. And it's like, oh, I just yeah. wish I could do something. Right. It, 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 it feels like it's social mediaized. Yeah. Where it's like, if we do this, people will feel better. It's like, I'm, I'm not interested in them feeling better for an hour. Yeah, I want to fix it. I'll, I want to get to a point yeah. where people walk around, and when you get pulled over, you go, hey! <laughs> right. You know what, like, was that... Do I have a tail light? There's no way I was speeding. Right, and God right, be like, right. nah, you weren't speeding, but you did kind of roll through that stop sign. It's like, right. ah, shit. Right. Like, All right, here's your ticket. Whatever. Like, yeah. and, and that's and that's real. And, it's going to be a while. Right. Unfortunately. It's going to be a long time. Be and, and, there, and there are some people who, who will speak very more, uh, they'll be more infuriated. Right? So there's people mm -hmm. who want to talk, and they really want to speak and say, Dorsey, I want you to drive home this crazy point about... And I, because and, I believe in all that. Like, mm -hmm. trust me, I used to be a fist pounder, a uh, cusser. Uh, uh, There's a time. Right? There's a time, right? There's absolutely There's a time. Why, why I go, but for me, it's just like, if, if I'm that uh, blatant and that belligerent and I'm not listening, that's, we're not going to move forward, right? Mm -hmm. So there's people who have a very strong opinion about 45, right? They have a very strong opinion about why he's doing what he's doing, right? For me, that's a conversation that we can have another day. Let's let's talk more about black men dying and black men having opportunity. And every time I do, every time I have a come, they're like, "Well, what about black women?" I love black women. My wife's black, right? But this isn't about black women either. It's a, it's about black people in general, but black males right now. And if we go way back and we start talking about um, the the single family household, right? And there's things like, well, black men don't stick around when they have kids. And they're saying, there's all these like jokes that fly around. I hear them. Those are absolutely racist comments, but I hear them. And I hear them, they'll say, well, there was a, a meme that went up that said, uh, it was showing how I said the somewhere PD is trying a new tactic. And they had a, a image of a baby there saying, hey, who's my daddy, right? So we think oh, that's the mindset of people, of black males. Uh, and 
it drives me nuts that that's what you see when you describe a black male. But if there's a successful black man, I consider myself successful. I am um, an oddity. I came out of poverty. I came out of living in the projects. I came out of fight face all this challenge, and I made it to a job that obviously not a lot of us make it to. So I consider myself a success. Not a major success, but I am a success. But my children, so my youngest, my oldest knows my struggle. My youngest will never know that struggle. So his identity of being a black man, starting where he's at, he never had to go through that struggle. So I, it's my job to educate him on, here's the things that I had to do to get to this point, And I want to make sure that you understand that you're going to struggle sometimes. Mm -hmm. Because for one reason, the color of your skin. And until you understand that, until you try to make a change in that, where you walk in a room and your head's not down. Right, and your confidence isn't shot. Or um, just, I watched it. I actually, when I was at Best Buy, I sat with um, another black manager. I said, watch. Watch the black people walk in the room and just watch them. They walked in and head down. They weren't making eye contact. I taught my sons to eye contact, firm handshake, show that you belong in that room. Um, but my 21-year-old understands that. My youngest is going to be like, Dad, I'm Why black. would I do that? Yeah, what, what, what does that matter that I'm black and my bet my friend's white and I'm treated differently? I got to do more. He doesn't. He's not really going to understand that struggle. Um, but as a black man, my job um, is to teach him that. And that's where something, that perspective will never be gained from a white male. They never have to worry about that, ever. Like, not one single iota of thought goes into, I got to teach you how to be a white man. No, because you're already a leg up. No matter how people say I struggle, yes, you were. In, I have white friends that were that were neighbors to me mm -hmm. in the projects um, in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. My best friend Derek, he was a white male, but when we were together, from the same neighborhood, the same upbringing, we would go places. He was always treated differently than I was, and I was the and he was the troublemaker. He was one doing all the stuff, and it was and I was just around. But because I was a black male, um, it was different. You know what I mean? So I think. That's what we have to want. Come to the realization that okay, I can be a black man, and being a black man, uh, I'm sorry, I, I can be a white man in the worst conditions of my life, but I'm not black. But I'm never gonna have that obstacle. Correct. It, once you have I'm never gonna have. Yeah, not right. And if you think about every depiction of a black man in um, movies, even back from in the '80s and all that, it was always Richard Pryor, one of my favorite comedians of all time. Right. Most of his movies back then to make it to. Mainstream had to be a servant of servitude. Yeah, he had to like do the self-deprecating. He's the butt of the joke. Correct. He like mm -hmm. shucking and jiving and doing all these other things. And even he wasn't doing a liar, 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 liar. Correct. And even back then, even further back, when the blackface thing was in was in where white males were painted to instead of putting a black person in because they couldn't, but every white male had a blackface was in some sort of like they were a villain they were um like the lackey like yep servant yeah. so as you go through so now as a, as a young white child and i see that well that's what a black person is right that's what that must that's all they that's what i see on tv that's what my parents tell me i don't see them in these jobs i don't see them as police officers so now that so now they grow up they teach their kids oh well here 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 and then we keep going so now we have a generational thing where until someone says, mm, no, in that so at some point in that family, someone said, nah, that's not how it's supposed to be, and they start teaching differently, then you get the open-minded to understand and still not really know what it's like to be a black male, but it's wrong to not like them because they're black. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think to me that's that's where we have to absolutely have the conversation with children. Love is love, like you know what I mean. And, and, um, and I guess the last point on that I'll say is that um, my boss he said, "Well, why do you think the LGBTQ community it was shunned? You got to think it was like that's why it was called being in the closet, right?" For so many years, and now it's such a big movement. And I said to him because they don't play like that community. If you wrong them, they're gonna tell it, and, and they're yeah. not just gonna tell it. They're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna, and they're gonna keep going. But once again, I told him, I said, "It's still a, and this is a very touchy situation." But there's a choice to be a man or a female, right? You have, a, you can make that. You can make. I can't choose to be black, but. My point is, they they're gonna let you know that you won't wrong them, and then everybody in the world stop. If if you say anything wrong against LGBTQ, everybody yeah. stops. Like, oh, you can't say that, and not say that they have it easy, but they change laws, they change they change the marriage law, mm-hmm. they change uh, you know the adopt law. They have changed actually law, and President Obama had to readjust his whole conversation because he first came and he said a man should marry a woman. Mm-hmm. Second term was like love is love. Because the move happened, right? And they, black black people, if we just stay together and we say, no, you're going to change this law. And every time you wrong us, we're going to stand up and we're going to say, no, we're not accepting that. And everybody starts rattling. Then you'll start seeing a change in laws. You start seeing a change in society, mindsets. And then you go generational. Now you tell... Because that's where, at the, to your point with your son, right? Mm-hmm. Your, your youngest. That's the only way that we actually get past it. Yeah. We can't... There's nothing we can write down on a sheet of paper, and then tomorrow we're like, we did it, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. It, it doesn't happen, but you know, you mentioned you said you know it's not enough not to be racist, and I always think it's it's interesting that, like, I even see signs, right? Mm-hmm. You see some influencers in the wild on Instagram, <laughs> right? It's right, right? Somebody shows up just to take a picture, and the sign says, "Don't be racist," mm-hmm. and I go, "Do you know what that sign implies?" The sign implies that you have all these thoughts and you're all day having to filter them. Yeah. I want to talk about why you have the thoughts. Right. I don't want to talk about how good your filter is. Sure. I'm not right. interested in going, don't say that thing it's you agree to put it. Yeah. Right. Like, don't be racist is the wrong message. Right. It's who put that there. Right. And how do you get it out? Exactly right. right. Like Garadillo <laughs> said, whoever's telling you you can't, mm-hmm. that is not your voice. Right. That's a different voice. Mm-hmm. You got to kill that voice. Right. It has to go. <laughs> no, yeah. it's 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 not the same thing in this, but it's that thing like I was like, you shouldn't be a racist. I'm like, are we still yelling that? Yeah. 2020. Like we're yelling, don't be racist. That's uh-huh. like, don't murder. Right. Well, if we have to go through all the things you shouldn't do, right. you're not going to learn a whole lot of <laughs> sure. what you can do. Right, right. But it, it feels so backwards. Mm-hmm. But, and that's real. And that's just, if, if we're talking about don't be racist, all right, duh. Right? Yeah. Duh, but, right? So now what does that mean, though? Like, why do you why do you clutch your purse if a black man's next to you? Yeah. Why do you put your window up and lock your doors if, a, if you see two or three black people walking towards you in a car, mm-hmm. white woman or white male? Like, why is that a thing? Why... Is the thing that, you know, if somebody's playing rap music, say the windows are tinted and rap music is playing, nine times out of ten, you think it's a black person there. Mm-hmm. The window comes down, it's a white male, and now you're like, oh, okay, right? Mm-hmm. So it just, it's, I think to your point, we got to figure out, not figure out, because I think the, the answer to it is stop teaching that there's a difference in people. Exactly. You know what I mean? Stop, like, right. 
see him? He's a black man. Right. And that means, like, no, no, no. no, no, no. That's Brian. Right. right. <laughs> Brian has to deal with shit right. that you're never going to have to deal with. Right. Like what? Well, you should ask Brian. Right. Because I've never dealt with I it either. Idea. Right. And I think that's where, and then when we get to that point, I think we'll start seeing, like, I, my biggest fear is that right now we're doing all the, these things are happening. There's marching. There's uh, BLM and pro- protesting. There's people on social media. We're having this conversation. People are going to talk. And then it Six dies months down, from right? now. Because uh-huh. the NBA is coming back on. NFL is coming back on. Baseball is coming back on. Now we're going to shift our mind to that. We're going to talk about Colin Kaepernick taking a knee. Now the whole league's going to take a knee probably. And yep. Okay, that's cool. But what are we still doing? What are we doing? What are you doing? Right. Like, right. Cool. You did a thing on Sunday morning at 9.35, yeah. <laughs> right before right. kickoff. Right. And then we just played football and drank beer and ate wings. And that was it. Right. What happens Tuesday after Monday Night Football? Are we just going right back to fantasy lineups? Correct. And, and that, to me, is what my biggest fear is. Yeah. Is that the distractions are on our way back. We've been forced. We were quarantined. People were in their house. People were on social media more now than ever. So we had to really talk about it and pay attention. And It could be that... I, I saw a great meme. I posted on my Instagram the other day. It said, what if 2020, dot, dot, dot. Uh-huh. It said, wasn't a year that was ruined by you having to stay home. Uh-huh. Uh, was the opportunity to take that job you wanted? Was the opportunity to have the conversation or read the book or talk to the person that you didn't have time for? Uh-huh. What if it was to get closure on something, to learn something new? And I was like, 2020 could be the year where they're like, in the beginning, first, Australia was on fire. Right. And then uh, Kobe Bryant died. Right. And then there was a pandemic. And then a man was murdered mm-hmm. on live television, basically. Right, right. And then we all talked about other stuff. Yeah. And you're like, wait, you talked about other stuff? Right. It was like, yeah, well, we tried to fix it all. And then yeah. what happened? Well, then we went back to the moon and we wrote some laws. Right. And now it's 2026 and it's pretty good. Thank yeah. God we ended up in that pandemic. Correct. Right. We could, we can create that. Yeah. But to your point, I'm nervous that we won't. Right. Right? Like I came out of Monday where I told you, you know, <clears throat> we had a really good conversation, but it wasn't as well attended as I thought it would be. Right. So, you know, I reached out to a couple agents, my buddy Adam, who, you know, he grew up right up the street, but, right. you know, he's a white male my age. Right. And I've reached out to a couple agents that I have strong relationships with, and mm-hmm. I said, what if we did a, a weekly or bi-weekly team meeting where anybody from the office could come in, mm-hmm. and we just say, I'm Tommy Leonard, I was born March 13th, 1986, yeah. in Central Jersey. When I was two years old, I moved to Washington Township over by Rowan University. Here are the experiences that have shaped my life. Here's how I ended up being the team leader of Newark, Delaware, Keller Williams. Not because I'm trying to say, oh, well, look how weird some of these things are, or look at my experiences, just just so you know who I am and not what I do. Sure. Like, I always get mad. People are like, hi, I'm Tommy, and I'm a realtor. And I go, no, no, no. Right. Or I'm a real estate agent, and I'm Tommy. It's like, no, no, no. You're Tommy, and you happen to, be, to right. currently be working as a real estate. Who are you? Exactly yeah. right. So I want to get like into that. Like, why do I like video games? Because I don't call my friends and talk to them on the phone. Right. But I can spend two hours with you, <laughs> sure. and I'm going to hear about your kids and your wife and what's going on at work. Right. Um, but like little stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, I was I was thinking I wanted to get your opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Where it could be maybe we do them on here, right? Sure. You can actually hook up the Zoom right. to live cast on Facebook. Okay. So we could have. 30, 40, 100 people coming in. It's like, all right, uh, today it's going to be Brian's going to talk, then Tommy's going to talk, then Nicole's going to talk. Right. And uh, we're going to talk about Mo the whole time. Like sure. we did on this yeah, one. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> all Mo, right. But just to say, like, yeah, uh, 
I don't get it. Mm -hmm. This is this is what I do get. This is where my strengths are. This is how I got here. This is how I feel about things. Mm -hmm. This is why I still open doors on dates. Yeah. This is why I walk on the street side. Like sure. little stuff just to more information's never a bad idea. Correct. And and more perspective, right? So points yeah. of view. So I, we're me and you can walk out of this room, get in our cars, drive, and our perspective driving home is gonna be totally different because of where we where we come from and yeah. where we think and what we do. And I think that I think that's awesome. I think we need to have bi weekly yeah. or weekly, whatever. I think we need to have conversations where people can really put their now there, again, there's a lot of people who say, Tommy and Brian, you guys know each other, so that, that the conversation will be easy for you guys to have. Mm -hmm. I want to talk to people that don't value or view the way I, I value or view. I want somebody to say to me, that was ridiculous, the conversation you guys had. I'm going to tell you why. I want I want even some people who... Oh, I'm, I'm sure we will. Yeah. And I On can't both. Wait. Yeah, and, I can't wait. And you know what? Yeah. My first response is going to be, why don't you come on? Yeah. We'll get a little triangle table yeah, and we can we have can a conversation. Yeah, about. we can talk. And, and, and then, it's not a... I have a... I call him Wade, D-Wade, uh, and he's really broken up about what's going on as am I right mm -hmm. and he refuses to shut up and that's a, I say that because that's what he posts he's like, I refuse to be quiet I'm going to post every day I'm going to talk about everything and until black lives matter I'm going to keep going we're going to make change and I applaud him because uh, he's an educator mm -hmm. um, and as an educator he has the youth in his hands and with the youth in his hands that's where his difference is going to come because as soon as I know as soon as he gets back in the classroom I know it's going to be um passion behind what he's teaching um for me black history month and forgive me if you if you disagree but black history month to me is a sham mm -hmm. one is the shortest you month. get a month you get a month right you get a month the shortest month right but you get one month hey it's march guys right yeah Wait. okay i got it right <laughs> so for me if you have a conversation around and if we teach black history so school systems and anybody who's an educator uh but school systems Teach the real black history. Don't teach Martin Luther King, which is fine. Mm -hmm. You can teach that. You can teach Malcolm X. You, you can have this conversation. Really have you the got, conversation. You got, you, you got three? Like, right. Like, that's one of three. Harry Tubman. Yeah, Harry Tubman. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Malcolm X. So, MLK. You guys are good, right? Right. You're good. Yeah, right. So now hey, we did that part. Now let's move on. Teach the real black history. There's black youth in your class that deserve to know their history, too. Because you hear, okay, uh, slavery was abolished. Got it. And if we're being real, and I learned this from a good friend of mine, but um, the abolishment of slavery was a war tactic. Mm -hmm. The reason why it was a war tactic is because, hey, we're going to abolish it, now come fight for a country that hasn't treated you right forever, right? So it was a war tactic that was implemented. Um, the Emancipation Proclamation was a war tactic. Mm -hmm. And it worked. And then right afterwards, if <laughs> slaves were owned by... Mr. Lincoln, right? So they were, oh, like, he owned them. And then, long story short, it was a war tactic that people don't understand. He came out, hey, you fight for us now. Remember? Like, our side abolished that. So you come fight for us, and then so, so forth, so forth and so forth. I mean, the, the history of, I mean, I'd like to get to a point, because I, I grew up believing that, you know, America did some fucked up stuff. Correct. But we were the story of slowly fixing all the problems sure. of the melting pot that we brought here, right? Right. The, you know, this, the economy of slavery mm -hmm. came over, so we just went, guess that works. Yeah. Which is just as evil as going, you know what we could probably do? Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Yep. It's, it's yeah, the yeah. same level, but yeah. I'd like to get back to a point 
two, three, four people from now, right? Yeah. I was talking people. Right, right. Because uh, Joe Rogan sense. did that once. He goes, yeah. you know, they talk about slavery and Jim Crow. That was three people ago. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, you met that person. Correct. At some yeah. point in your life. You may not remember it, but you were alive at the same time. Yeah. Something like six eons ago. There right. Were, it's not that long. This isn't right. the Jurassic period. Right, 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 right. right. Um, I don't remember what I was talking about. <laughs> but it... I'd like to get to a point where that can be the American story again of we've been fucking stuff up for 500 years right. when we're here for that long ago, but we will get past it and fix it. Mm. We won't do it quick enough, and a year from now, someone's going to go, all right, it's 2135. Can we finally stop doing this, and yeah. we'll fix another problem? But I'd like to get it back to that because yep. like, I grew up feeling that way, mm -hmm. but I also grew up in Washington Township. Correct. You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So it's it's yeah. There's a lot to be done, but I think the biweekly, the weekly. You know, we can do every Wednesday night, six o'clock. You know, here's the yeah. Zoom link. Log in, jump on Facebook, leave your comments, yell, right. scream at us. But if you're gonna debate us, talk to us. Right, and be have valid talk. Like don't don't just come in with just and just to say, hey, I said something. Yeah. And I got my point across. And, yeah. Like, and trolls stay off. Like, yeah. if you're a troll, go ahead and beat it. Like, I don't I don't right. have time for that. But I do have time for people who feel a certain type of way. Yeah, if you believe it, say yeah. it. And let's talk about it. Because, uh, and I will never see through a lens of racism. Um, I'm a, and my, the, the closest woman to me in my life was a five foot four, five foot five Italian woman. Right? My mother. Right? So now, imagine being a biracial kid. In Williamsport, Pennsylvania, or Sunbury. And if you don't know about Sunbury, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Sunbury, <coughs> a black kid sitting on your lap, and everyone was judging you. And my mom was a very aggressive Italian woman and would say, What the hell are you looking at? And do you have a problem with my black son? And if you have a problem with him, you have a problem with me, and we can do something about it, right? Uh, but I think I like her. No, oh, oh <laughs> like, and, and, and to the point where, but again, she even sat me down and said, Brian, I will never understand your your viewpoints. Like, when you go through every day, going to school, not being caught on in the classroom, all the white kids around you getting more of an opportunity, unless you can play basketball. If you can shoot a basketball, run a football, swing a bat, opportunities for you don't exist. You know what I mean? And that's just real. And back then, especially me growing up, you can't be president of the United States. You can't land on the moon. You can't do a lot of things. And she instilled... She taught me the best way she knew how, how to be a black man, but she couldn't teach me that. Yeah. So a lot of my story, a lot of my learning came from, and my dad, who's a black man, couldn't really teach me that because he wasn't really into all that, right? It wasn't his thing. So I learned everything. I learned from people who I, I met, friends, uh, people on the street that, that were in life, and they said, hey, here's what we have to go through. We can't have our hands in our pockets when the police comes out, right? We can't walk into a store with our hood up. Hey, take your hood down. We can't do those things. We can't have all these different um, scenarios. We just can't do. And Trayvon Martin. So I had to teach my I had to teach my kids about Trayvon Martin. Skittles, a hood up, and uh, a, a beverage. Uh, what was it? A any whatever it was uh, a drink. And someone who was not a cop killed him, and is walking the streets currently. But why? You know what I'm saying? So that, that stuff I had to teach my kids. So now, hey, make sure your hood's down. Make sure you don't even, don't even wear a hoodie. Like, I wore this, um, I wore this uh, black, uh, I Am Black History shirt. Um, 
all day. I had it on. It wasn't a plug for this, but I wore. I am Black History, and the reason for it is because every day I do something, I'm creating history for a black man, right? So me being a director for Target. Target said this was a Target bought shirt. They for Black History. They have a Black History section. Um, that's something I want to. Why do we only sell Black History stuff on Black History Month, right? Yeah. So we have Black History section, and okay, cool. I, was, I need a shirt. I wear it, but. Me being a store director has set precedent for other people to have a hope and a desire to be yeah. a store director. So I wear this every day, and my son, my youngest son, asked me about it. And he said, Dad, what does that mean? And, and I didn't want to get too deep with him because he's eight years old. Yeah. I said, hey, just you know, I'm just proud to do the things that I'm doing accomplishing every day and just kind of moving. Um, but if you're not a barber and you're black, if you're not a rapper, if you're not all these things, and uh, again, in the last point then, because people log in log out we've been talking so long <laughs> yeah. uh, that um, everything that uh, we're all able to do so barbers rappers all these things the culture is loved by everybody people love the black culture mm-hmm. people love hip hop right people love fades people love dressing that way people love basketball the the AI when Allen Iverson had the tattoos corn rolls Sagging, all that. Everybody in America loved them. Mm-hmm. Mostly white kids. Mm-hmm. Well, I, white kids with braids, doing yep. crossovers, all that stuff, right? But they don't love black. They didn't love black. They didn't male. love Alan Iverson. Right. They love what he brought. That's that swag or that hip hop. Now you have rappers and uh, all these different things, which is fine. Yeah, so like uh, Little Wayne was talking about, it and he said, and he said, uh, "Well, what's like your crowd like?" Mm-hmm. He goes, "I look out and." Sometimes the only black face I see is my makeup artist. Correct. He goes, but after the show, I don't know how many of them was like he he wasn't saying he's like, but how many of them care about me? Right. I don't know. I have an extreme beef with Lil Wayne, but what that's for another podcast. Another yeah, podcast. I, I I saw the video. Extreme and I, yeah, beef with Lil Wayne. Like, oh, yeah, 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 shut up. Like, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just taking that one. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah for sure. <laughs> yeah, but but for but for me, I think that's where I was a a, a friend. Uh, I'm a close friends with. And good, uh, a friend of Michael Blackson, the comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking about how um, how Kanye West crossed over. The fact, so he crossed over and then became super famous, right? Because unless you cross over, you can't become super famous, right? Um, and by cross over doesn't mean change who you are. It just means now the white audience is paying attention. They love you. Now you've made it. And you can't make it without that. Which, that was an insightful conversation to say, hey, you got sometimes you got to do something that gets you to that point where... We have to compromise who we are as black males to be successful. And if we don't compromise who we are, like, I walk into my building every day. I sit in my car, and um, nobody from Target follows me on here, but I sit in my car, and I give myself a 10 to 15 minute, and I have an office, but I give myself a 10 or 15 minute, no matter what I'm going through, like, this thing pisses me off that a cop killed a black man, and we're still going through this, right? It pisses me off, and I got to walk in here and put the face on. So I sit in my car for 10 or 15 minutes, and I say, all right. Get together and I have to walk in, put the smile on, take the weight off. A couple of days I couldn't. One day I walked in and I was just, it was beating me down so much. And the team members and my other manager was like, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm fine. Only because I couldn't talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't understand what I'm saying. So I was pissed off all day. But I can't do that. So I walk in, I have to have this, this front where my white counterparts never have to, if they're having a bad day, it's okay. Hey. It's all right. right? It'll pass. It'll You're okay. But when I walk in, like, I have to get myself together. I have to re- represent myself right because I'm not just representing me. I represent any other black male that's going through, and I want to make sure I'm having the right conversation. So I have to really be very compromising sometimes. I can't just – I can't wear this shirt 
to work, right? If this was red, we're allowed to wear whatever we want that's red. I can't wear I Am Black History to work because it will alienate my other team members. So I got to compromise who I am at times, right? Um, so in that, I'll just say that when I walk, when I get to my office, I close, I say a prayer. And I have my family on my wall, like, all right, come on, come on. And then by the time I go out, um, the compromising is what I think shouldn't be. That, and that's what I'm tired yeah, and of. And that's right? what we got to get rid of. Because, I mean, <clears throat> like I was saying earlier, I mean, you'll, you'll post this and everybody you ever worked for. Right, right. Is going to be <laughs> popping in, dropping emojis. Sure. And you remember that time yeah. and, and all that stuff. But, I mean, I... I called a bunch of my friends. I called a bunch yeah. of people that I don't know. I talked to my agents. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I reached out to you. I haven't talked to you in, shit, four years. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, I mean, but we always had that relationship. But you were one of those guys at Best Buy. I mean, I followed Tommy Stranix up, mm -hmm. right? I, I always worked for Jimmy Skinks. I worked with J-Rob. I worked yeah. with Monaco. I worked with all these people. Brent, all those people. Yeah. But, you know, there. I worked with Mo. I mean, he was yeah. my first. He was the the... I think it was back when there was still a media mm -hmm. SM, yeah. an MSM in the middle yeah, of the store. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember being, you know, schmuck kid in home theater <laughs> trying to sling two TVs. Yeah. But there were there were few people that I, you know, still follow on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And we're all doing different shit now. Right. But uh, I think uh, you've always had an impact on people. Yeah. And I'm still trying to have an impact <laughs> on people, right? right? In a different industry now, but uh, I appreciate having the conversation. I think the bi-weekly or weekly thing, right. just talk about whatever, Yeah. right? And hopefully, at some point, it gets to a point where we are just talking about fantasy yeah, football. Yeah, just having fun about that, right, for sure. Talking shit about, do we start Russell Wilson or yeah. Carson Wentz this week right, right. based on their matchups? That's, yeah. it's the world that we're, maybe we were all pretending that we were building. Right. And that's and I, I think that's important. I think, but I want to have fun with it after we get through. <coughs> yeah, after we get through, I think it's important that we do have those conversations and we do have a uh, have fun, man. Like, it, and and we're like, I don't know. Like, I wait for the world to open up, but I don't know what the world's gonna open up and be. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be different, right? I don't know what it's gonna be. Like, I don't know. I come into this office and I sit here, and yeah. my first thought when I sit down is, I might as well be putting VHS tapes on a on a shelf at a Blockbuster. <laughs> right. Because I can do all this at home more efficiently. Correct. And <laughs> I just don't, and I don't know what we're, open, what we're work, opening this world up to, and um, I just hope we open up the world and people have a broader mind and can, can paint a bigger picture. And then uh, and then I look forward to it. So I think the comments, I'm make sure I'm taking plenty of notes on the comments and uh, responding. I'm going to respond to everybody. So uh, <laughs> Good. Just uh, did you tag me or should I, I just share tag, it? Oh, all right, cool. Yeah, I like it. Tag, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so we'll do that, and then I think it's. Uh, I appreciate you inviting me over into the. Yeah, into dude. The I mean, yeah. I don't know if you drink beers or. I don't. Any, I remember. I feel like I remember the yeah, year. I stopped so, drinking but, many years ago. But. So I was gonna say we can get a drink, but you can drink beers. Yeah, like, like the. <laughs> yeah. I, th I forget. I think the Rock says to Mark Wahlberg or otherwise. Yeah, one of those weird yeah, movies said right. it's a figure of speech. We right. drink water, yeah, drink water, water right. protein shakes. I don't care. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. It's good. All right. I appreciate. Yes, you, of dude. course. Yes, yes, yes. See you, everybody. Yeah. Peace. Yeah, we hit an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. Just like that? Just like that. Just like that.